0: welcome again to the parent pivot podcast
1: <laughs> this sounds like we're in a library
0: yes <laughs> this is my yes let me help you voice yes um, okay. anyway uh, welcome again we are here today and talking about what are we I'm learning talk about? and we're letting oh. Steve talk about what we're going to talk about well I'm today. gonna lead
1: it off because I'm we,
0: introing you're introing yes because
1: I always get sometimes I get tired of getting stuck in the same box. Like people tune in and go, oh, Steve's going to lead off. He's going to kick it over <laughs> Julia. And off they go. It's like, you know what? Sometimes you just got to throw a curveball and stuff. So um, we're going to talk about addiction. Yes. How that affects um, parents of adult children and what that looks like Yeah. and stuff. So where do we want to go with this? Where do, where's the starting place?
0: Well, I think the starting place is what they always say is um, you got to be honest with yourself. Uh somebody can't make you see it. Right. You've got to see it yourself. Yes. And get the help you need yourself. Yes. Um what I really wanna say is even though your kids are grown, mm-hmm. it's still affecting them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's still affecting you. Mm-hmm. It's still affecting your relationships. Mm-hmm. And so therefore it is affecting them. Um, if you've never had the ability to look at yourself and see your addictions for what they are. And honestly, your addiction, I I, want to be clear. Most of us think that addictions are drugs or alcohol and sex. And not even everybody sees sex as an addiction. Right. Um, But we need to go beyond that. Um, Sex can include pornography. It can include strip joints. It can include all kinds of weird stuff yep. out there yep um, drugs can be um, pills yeah it could be adD pills right you know it can be it can be a plethora of things right. drinking doesn't have to mean alcohol doesn't mean necessarily mean that you're drunk
1: you could be having I gotta have a glass of wine or two or three or four every day
0: every day so if there's something and then I will go into um, as well, Shopping can be an addiction. Food can be an addiction.
1: Work can be an addiction.
0: Work can be an addiction. The, uh, video games can be an, addic- an addiction. Even
1: a sport. It's, it's anything that we're choosing to do to avoid reality because there's too much going on either in relationships or life that I want to avoid it. And let's call it, let's call it what it is. It's, it's yes. idolatry. Yes. when we find something else to replace what God intended to be a space for him now do we all get it right no we No did, none of us do No none of us we're all, do We're we're human we're broken we're always running to something yeah. to to medicate what's going on in, yeah. inside and we don't we don't know even know how to process it. So you and I as counselors, we sit down with people all the time yeah. and we're talking through that yeah. and there's there can be a lot of shame when you even mention the word addiction. And that's what keeps us from being open and honest about ourselves. But what happens is you find out other people are dealing with it in their families. Mm-hmm. We are all one genogram distance away from some type of addiction in our family. Whether it was dad, grandpa, grandma, aunt, uncle, you name it. And we wonder, gosh, how did it get down two, three, four, five <clears throat> generations?
0: You just lost your voice. <coughs> um, Excuse me. That being said, all of that, the, the the normal stuff that we think of as addictions, I also want to say you can be addicted to your children.
1: Yes. Ooh, nice one. Yeah. That's perfect for this podcast. Yes, it is. What does that look like?
0: Well, so, I, you know what? I would probably categorize it with the word codependent. Mm-hmm. Just because people know that word. I actually hate that word. Right. But it gets way overused. And um, people think that just because you are super involved with your family that somehow you're codependent. And that's just not always true. Um, you know, we talked about tribes. And if it's your tribe, you're going to be caring for your tribe. So th- that just isn't always true. So I'm going to use that word just because people are a little more familiar no, with it. Just know we don't like it very much. It's, yeah. it's too
1: much of a label. People are overusing it. Is.
0: It is. It is such a it's, label. It's and basically,
1: it's, I need you to behave in a certain way so I can feel better. Yes. That's pretty much what we're talking about when we yes. say that word. So it's like, yes. if you're not okay, I'm not okay. Or I get my identity from you and I don't know how to shift from being a parent to a partner.
0: That's more what I'm talking about because the hard part is as a parent, we are seldom okay when our kids aren't okay.
1: Oh, it still bothers me.
0: <laughs> it's, And hopefully you figured out what to do with that energy when it's bothering you that much. Um, it's it's a tough thing, and it is. you know, for us as as believers, we are taking our worries and uh, things about our kids. We're taking them to the Lord. I we're know. praying. Yep, we are um, trying to release that to God. And you know, the mantra I have is. I've got to remember that God loves my kids more than I do.
1: And listeners just so you know, we remind ourselves what we say in the podcast and we go on, yes. oh, we're in it in real time. Oh yes. gosh, I've got to do the same thing that I've just spoke to these people that are listening to us.
0: Yes. So back to the whole addiction piece. Really what we want to ask of all of us, and Steve and I included mm-hmm. look in the mirror, be truthful with yourself, Are these things things that I am doing? Am I addicted to something? If you are a Christian, ask the Lord. You know what, Lord? Would you just reveal to me? There's a verse in Psalm 139 that says, "Um, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Mm -hmm. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any harmful way in me, Mm -hmm. hurtful way in me. Um, And
1: lead me in the everlasting way.
0: Right. So that's a prayer that I pray. It's, you know... Lord, just show me. Right, like search me. Yep. let me know what's there and what I- am I participating in that is making life more difficult for me. And as a as a result, what, how is it affecting my children and my grandchildren? Right, because they're watching. If you've got grandchildren, they're watching. They're all watching, and they know. And they're watching how you handle things. They're watching how you do it. And, you know, honestly, as you get older, there's always that part of us that kind of goes, you know what? This is just who I am. I've, I've tried to change it and I can't change and blah, 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 blah. Please don't give up. Please don't give up. For yeah. the sake of your family, don't give up.
1: That's Satan winning the day.
0: Realize that you have what it takes Amen. to change. Come on. You have the power to change what you need to change. Come on,
1: Julia preacher.
0: Go find a therapist. Go find a group. Go find something that can help with this issue, whatever and the issue is. I want to
1: say that culture says it's a sign of weakness to ask for help. You are supposed to hide this from everybody. There's too much shame. That is baloney. That's the nicest word I'm going to use on the podcast. <laughs> that is baloney. It is a sign of strength from a beloved son and a beloved daughter to say, I need help. And guess what happens? Everybody else is in that same boat. We're just all afraid to admit it to each other, but find a safe person, find a safe counselor to say, I wanna get some help. And guess what? Your kids are gonna see a change in you. Your adult kids are going, wow. You're taking the bull by the horns. You're improving your own mental and emotional health. That's a great legacy to pass on to your grandchildren yes. and your great-grandchildren. So even if you've seen, say, your addiction pass on from your parents through you to your g- kids and now grandkids, hope is not lost. Yeah, It gets to stop right here Yeah, today.
0: And that's the thing that I guess I talk about this with a lot of clients <clears throat> is that you have the power for the buck to stop here. And if you want the generations beyond you to look different than take the bull by the horns and be different yourself. Um, you know, by definition, an addiction is something that is affecting your, your relationships or affecting you financially or in extreme cases has gotten you into trouble with the law. Um, that's, that's kind of the definition of addiction. So Let's take the example of like how I said, you know, you don't have to be drunk, but let's say every night you have to have a nightcap, wine or beer. Right. Let's say one of those things. Or, yeah, or you're like the show Bewitched where they had to come home and have a mixed drink every night. That always made me laugh. Um, Anyway, uh, if you're one of those people, you know, part of what you can look at is, hey, Does this bother the people around me? Am I doing something that bothers other people and therefore it's affecting my relationships?
1: And I would ask this, um, can I stop and be fine? Yeah. Because I, I get working in a stressful environment. You know, I'm always watching the cops and the and the judges and the police shows. And, you know, they come in after solving the case. And what's the first thing they do is they crack open the Jim Beam and pour <laughs> themselves a drink or they're in a bar after they sold the sold the, I get that. Yeah. You know, you and I uh, occasionally will, if we're out for Mexican food or something like that, we might have a margarita. But the point is, is it is it gradually becoming more and more? Yeah. And you get to a point where all of a sudden you need it to get through the day or the evening, that's when you know you've kind of crossed over from maybe being that, So I'm just only talking about alcohol here, yeah. that social drinker to it becoming an addiction. And we're just trying to give a general guideline because we want to speak to that piece of you ne- needing it more than it just becoming a pleasure that you enjoy once in a while.
0: Right. And so those are the tough questions that you need to right. ask yourself. Right. Nobody's telling you yeah. that you no. have to give something up. No, not at all. Um, that is not our role. That is not our nope. job. Uh, it's your job. It's your own, look so at your own conviction, your yes. own
1: conviction, your own thought of what you want to do. And so we're not here to sit there and judge no. or say whatever. We're just trying to give a, a, a parameter, a perspective on when do I know that I've drifted to something that's a little more extreme. And now we're like the little needles popping over here in the side that says addiction.
0: Yeah. And again, like you said, it's up to you to... Ask yourself those questions and um, And and to be honest with yourself of is this affecting any relationships does this affect me financially is this something that I'm buying that is costing a lot that I wish wasn't part of my budget and the bottom line question with any of the things that we've mentioned is can I give this up I mean sugar for most of us, is really, really hard to give up.
1: I'm still, I still hid your jelly beans in the car. <laughs> yeah.
0: I bought a little package of Jelly Bellies last night. and I,
1: She sorted I, them by color. There was 20 <laughs> different colors spread out on the bed, people. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what just happened?
0: Because I couldn't figure out what they all were. Anyway, all that to say.
1: <laughs> but you were good at, here's the thing though. When I asked you, why are you eating so much sugar, and again, we're making lighthearted comments and about I this. And I don't
0: always eat a lot of sugar. Right, but you were yeah. able
1: to dive down and go, and you know what, it's because there's th- these three or four things that were hitting you all at once. And yes. so it's like, what is my comfort thing? What do I want to run to yes. to make me feel better?
0: Yes, and it was sugar. And so, yes, and I will say, and for somebody else, it would be something different, Um So it's that thing that we're talking about. And I know addiction sounds like a really harsh word. And in some cases, you know what? You are addicted and maybe you need to be in rehab for something. But I'm talking about more. um,
1: Starts to have control over you. uh,
0: Yeah, just that that something, it's almost like you're in bondage to something. Like I've got these handcuffs on me. Somebody who smokes every you know it's the cigarette that's telling them to go smoke it's not themselves they're you know it's like it's gotten to be an addiction right. where they're where their body is going okay you got to go smoke again okay you got to go smoke again
1: and there's so many parts to addiction too because we you and i have both done a, a, an intensive study on this stuff yeah you've got for, for wholehearted living what i talk to the men in my ministry uh, at bringingkingdom.org and, and things like that is For wholehearted living, you've got the physical part. So a lot of times your body, your brain, is telling you to go do this. Yes. Okay, that's one. The mental part is I've got a thought that's happened, and now my thought leads to my emotional thing, which is my feeling. So now I'm feeling inadequate. I feel inferior, whatever. So those are three parts right there that can lend you that way. And there's the social part where maybe you're with a group of people at the office. It's a party, whatever. That can be pulling you. And the spiritual side... uh, uh, can be affecting you as well. Like, well, I don't feel close to the Lord right now, and things like that. So there's five areas. Well, and
0: I want to point out that you, what you said earlier, there's a hole in us yes, that we're trying to fill. Exactly. And and for us as Christians, God we believe the, that God is God wants that, that space. Yes. And
1: things. Here's what I was going to throw out to the brave, the brave people out there who are trying to figure out: Do I am I have has my needle crossed over to the addiction side? This is for you brave people out there, but you've got to really have a heart of humility Mm. to be able to sit and listen and not get offended. Mm. And if you're having a hard time thinking, do I have anything that's pulling me in that way, here's the question to ask uh, a son, a daughter, a wife, someone that you trust, and here's the question. What's it like to be on the other side of me? Mm. Now, don't ask that question if you're going to get defensive if you're going to fracture the relationship, but if you truly, truly are going, gosh, I really want to know. Mm. I'm tired of living this life. I feel worn out. I feel like there's something there. I just don't know what it is. Find a trusted person. You can ask that question and you might have to encourage them. You can say anything you want and I'm not going to get offended. I'm not going to lash out. I want to take it to heart. It's, it's only for those who are brave and have a teachable heart that can get there and go, oh, that's what it's like to be on the other side of me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I express that with extreme caution. Don't just throw it out there because all you're gonna do is get triggered and lash out, and that's not that's not the opportune time to do that.
0: Yeah, and I'll be honest, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, I know we've talked about this many yeah. times, yeah. But I honestly don't know that I have the emotional capacity <laughs> to hold on to st- well, that kind of stuff. And
1: especially with your kids, um, and you're in that space where it's like I want I want them to see me, but I. I Yes. For sometimes it can actually bring, offer more respect because you've invited their raw, yeah. honest input. And that doesn't mean to say that they're 100% right either. It's no. a perspective that they had from their worldview of growing up, how they've seen you. And that doesn't mean that it's 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. But if you ask a few people like that, you'll start to see and ask the Father, ask the Holy Spirit. Hey, I'm seeing some commonalities here and things and that's really what I'm talking about That you start to put pieces together don't don't take one person's answers as to be gospel to things like that because again we all have narratives on anything that's happened because it's my perspective out of my that's why we have four Gospels Mm. we have Matthew Mark Luke and John they saw the same events the same things and they are they all wrong no they all saw different things and expressed it in different ways yeah. Um, so it's just a matter, of, and they had different personalities. Mm-hmm. John's expressing something some way. Matthew had a different thing he was talking about, but it all saw Jesus on Earth from four different perspectives. So kind of in the same way, um, again, it's it's for the for the faint of, faint of heart. Yeah. Not for the faint of heart. Excuse Not me. Not for the faint of Not heart. Not for the faint of heart.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really have much more than that it's coming to my brain about what I want to say. Just, I guess, my thinking is. Start with yourself. Um, I wouldn't say start with asking someone else. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Start with yourself. That's the last thing. And start with yourself, being honest and looking at things. Another thing I might mention, um, which could be very therapeutic for you in looking at it, I know there are different, um, I don't know if there are books to buy or platforms, whatever, where a a book has been created that asks questions about your life mm-hmm. that you can pass on to your children or mm-hmm. grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And I think it might be great to do one of those to help you sit down and kind of look at your life. And it, you might, as you do that, it might spell it out for you a little bit of why you ran to a certain thing. Right. So. I think you brought this up in a, in a podcast previously, but Steve and I were at a marriage retreat once where we did a genogram mm-hmm. and one thing Steve always knew about me mm. was how important my friends were to me Yep, Be- and that when I'm feeling lonely or friendless, that it really affects me deeply. Right. Um, and I'm gonna let you share the rest well, of
1: that. Piece. Yeah, so remember that um, because we've at that point we've I think we we're married like 30 plus years, yeah. and it's like yeah 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 I know that Julia's family you know she's got a her dad was a an alcoholic uh, and things, um, uh, but what what I knew was she always has deep friendships and in her family she felt uh, unseen mom and she was the youngest of five, and 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 friends were important to her because that's where her safe place was. So when things made her feel that way, she would run to her friends. But that day at that retreat, just seeing it drawn on the genogram, it kinda, I'm a visual person, I think most of us are, it kinda brought it home going, oh wow, I know we've talked about this, Mm -hmm. but um, seeing it printed brought it home even more so that now moving forward, when I hear that ache in your heart, and wanting friends as she's getting teared up even watching me talk about this um it means that much more to me and you know what it does for me it helps me to love you better as a husband to understand that that's a, a deep ache and that's what you're feeling your heart with and I, I i pray every day over you that you will develop friendships uh, in georgia and, and that's been a heartache for it's been five years um and things but um yeah and uh uh, uh I, I forget where else i was going with that but um yeah. I just
0: wanted you to tell the story um, because I know that it was impacting yeah. for me to feel understood um, but I think doing one of those books where you're writing about your life and you can see your life on paper right. um, and you're answering questions and things, number one I think again it would be very therapeutic for you it would be um, therapeutic to see how why you do what you do and then to be able to actually pass that book on to your child. Because our children typically, when they're struggling with us, it's because they don't understand us. Right. And so to give them something in their hand that right. they can read, right. where they can read your basically your life story, right, um, they're going to have a lot more perspective on you and your life.
1: Well, and I also want to say this from a personal uh, experience. When we open ourselves up, and look at ourselves, Mm -hmm. and we're able to uh, own it and express it, oh, my goodness, Mm -hmm. what that does to your relationships with your adult children. We Mm -hmm. think, we believe the lie that we shouldn't do that. We should sweep it under the rug, never talk about it Mm -hmm. until the day we die, Mm -hmm. but our kids never know us. Mm -hmm. And when we're able to open up and say, here's who I am, -hmm. And I like who I am. Yes, I'm broken, but here's where God provided the healing. That actually draws them in, and you have stronger relationships because of that and and we've had that happen in our family mm-hmm. and just for me like I, I mean I I grew up with a, with a dad who you know from that from that generation the greatest generation they were taught to you know cut off their emotions pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go and for I'm,
0: and then for good reason they were yes absolutely taught that they they couldn't have gotten through the things that they got but through. but like
1: even just with recently them. within the last couple of months I sent, sent my my dad a text and I was mentioning something about I have this fear of swimming um, we were getting ready to go on a on a cruise, and Julia loves to snorkel. She is a fish. Uh, I am not, and it started getting me curious about did something happen when I was younger about swimming that has caused this fear in me? Because I only like to go out in water that I know I can touch the ground in. <laughs> Snorkeling scares the bejeebers out of me. So I sent my dad a text, and he actually shared with my dad's in his you know mid to late eighties. He actually shared with me an instance with him growing up as a boy and his experience doing that. And here I am, at almost turning almost 62 years old, I said, Dad, I wish I would have known that about 60 years ago mm-hmm. because it showed me that I wasn't alone, that my dad had the same fear I did, um, and this helps explain a lot, and it, it, it starts to move me toward him, not away from him. So parents of adult children, I would just encourage you, you know, take baby steps, Find the emotional courage, find the uh, ability to um, uh, listen to all the things we've talked about and, and move toward your adult children slowly. Mm -hmm. in these areas. If you're not comfortable with it, I get that. It's not supposed to be comfortable. It's
0: not an overnight thing.
1: God's trying to get us outside of our box. We grow because we are not staying in our comfort box. And sometimes addiction keeps you in that comfort box. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay here. Just give me my bottle. Just give me my TV show. Give me whatever. I don't want to venture outside my box because it's too scary out there. And what we're saying is break down those walls, get out of your box. Find the help that you need. And if you need some help, we're here to help uh, and stuff. Send us an email at parentpivotpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. Uh, send us a, 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 go to our Facebook page. Send us a, a message there. Just say, I want to talk or whatnot. We would love to hear from you. In fact, we're hearing from our listeners all the time. But that's what we're here for. We're here to provide help.
0: I, I just want to say one more thing. because yes. As you were talking, I, I thought of another addiction. Oh, okay. That a lot of us have is anger. Some of us are really addicted to anger mm. and that that deserves a deep dive. Yeah. Um, but if you feel that that could be something with you, again, I'm going to ask you to reach out to somebody, reach out to a therapist, a pastor, somebody and just say, hey, I think I have a problem with anger um, and talk about that. I've known people that went to um, like celebrate recovery for anger. So that could that is the definite real thing, and so something to look at.
1: Right, and just know this: um, the anger is a band-aid over something that's deeper. Yes, uh, it's always been called it's a secondary emotion, and it me- it means I just I re- we're reacting to something, but maybe maybe the jab is I'm feeling inadequate, I'm feeling stupid, I'm feeling I'm not enough. Yeah. that's what, what the primary emotion what, that's is the primary else. emotion so once you can get underneath that anger and underneath that band-aid and you know you ever had a band-aid ripped off i went to the head my physical a the, the, like, couple weeks ago and they tap all these things on you and then she just started jerking them off on me i'm going ow um ripping a band-aid off doesn't feel she good
0: had oh like you the like little an the, ekg yeah type exactly thing. oh
1: yeah. and it's stuck on your chest hair it's like rip 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 and but you know band-aids never feel good coming off um but when it comes to anger that's when that needs a deep dive, and maybe we do a whole podcast on that sometime. Yeah, but yeah. our whole goal here is to provide you with uh, good um, coaching, mentoring, counsel, practical wisdom, uh, our mistakes, our failures, to help you pivot from being the parent to a partner with the adult children and things. So we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for rating us on your podcast platform and telling others about us. And um, anything else, sweetie? No. Nope. Great. We'll be back uh, next Tuesday with another new edition of the Parent Pivot Podcast.
0: Bye.